0: This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast where two women, a mother and a daughter, talk about everything. Thanks for listening to Grown Up and Grounded. In today's episode, Kate and I had intended on covering a very specific topic, but as usual and how our conversations go, we just kept talking about one thing after another. Enjoy. Hi, Mom. Hi, Katie Bug. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Oh,
1: okay. Ready,
0: That's... ready to record. Yeah, it was, I had a weird day yesterday at work. And um, so, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I um, just had a weird experience at breakfast that
1: totally just, like, left me shook, shooketh, as they say. Um, I was at breakfast at a little diner up the street from my house that I like to go to a lot. Mm-hmm. And the people behind me were... Um, going over their will mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. there, It was, the, I mean, they were going through a will. I don't know if it was their will or someone else's will or what exactly it was. Um, but like, like they were going over their will to talk about, you know, when they died and it just, I was totally like, Oh, I, 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 just had a really like gut reaction. like, I do not like this. Like this makes me super uncomfortable. And the person I was with was like, you know, we're going to have to go through that at some point. Like you're going to, at at some point as an adult, like you're going to have to do that with your parents. And I like, had such an extreme reaction just against that thought of,
0: Oh my God, my parents cannot ever die. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because I, other than like my one grandma, I really haven't had any even relatives that I've been close to pass. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, I shouldn't say like, I was close with uncle Ken um, you mm-hmm. know, obviously he was uh, someone we were close to and saw in a big part of our family. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But, um, but I mean like as far as my personal family members, um, that I'm connected to, I guess mm-hmm. I, I know that he was family, but like not my blood family. So I don't know. There's just something yeah. different about it, which is weird to say because mm-hmm. it was still a big loss. But well, I haven't I mean, had no, to No, totally, with that. but,
1: like, he he wasn't there when you were growing up, so it's not the same thing.
0: Right. He was an adult family, you know. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, n- nothing – I've been really lucky to have, you know, none of my sisters have been sick. My parents are healthy. So, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I have had grandparents am... pass away, but none of them that we were, like, super, super close to, like – it was sad for sure but i i don't know or maybe it was young because i was younger when they passed i don't know it just i don't feel like i feel like i've been able to escape like the the blow that you feel when you experience a big loss like that whereas i know a lot of people that have not
1: yeah i mean i it's it's been a long time since i feel like i've experienced a loss and uh whew. I, I don't know, I don't, I yeah, it's going to be bad Like I know that's something that I will have to deal with as an adult I guess that is part of being an adult But yes, the thought of it makes me want to throw up, like right now
0: <laughs> Well, and I've even Like I Like if, I've had to kind of confront like the, At times just acknowledging that something could happen to dad, right? Like it's not something mm-hmm. I ever think about, but um, it has come up throughout our marriage. We've been together for 30 years and I'm, I always try to like, in my head, deal with it very pragmatically. Like, okay, just like to calm myself down, I guess, like, this is what I would do. Here's how I would handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. like,
1: it's almost like detached.
0: Yeah. So that I could like, not, not spiral out of control thinking like what I would but do. You,
1: yeah. That. You've mentioned that before that like, that's how you calm yourself with it is you just like okay like here's what I'm gonna do like you come up with a plan like right. you've meant you have mentioned that on the podcast before yeah. I remember I don't remember why
0: we were talking about it but I don't remember either about I just <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just like my guilt because I don't like because I'm not panicking because I'm totally like okay here's what you would do you'd sell the house you do that <laughs>
1: yeah I feel like that that's what it was yeah we were talking about like how like I think you were saying like you know like I would survive without your dad like that's like I'm not I'm not one of those maybe I'm extrapolating but like I thought you were saying like that I'm not one of those people who would who would say like oh I couldn't survive without him because like I would and I could I don't want to like I choose this survive right. life with them but totally I could
0: and also there's that aspect of like what people on the outside would think like viewing like because mm-hmm. I imagine that I would in order to get through losing him be very I don't know but, like, I feel like I would hold it together so that I wouldn't fall apart and it would come off very, mm-hmm. like, non-caring.
1: So if he died under any sort of mysterious <laughs> circumstances, oh, buddy, he <laughs> would be <arrested> very quickly. <laughs> and he You're makes that crying, joke all the time. If, anybody, if anything
0: happens to me, she said she would kill me. Or, you know, like, he makes jokes all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So funny. He's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everyone always laughs, so I don't know what to say about Ugh. that.
1: Maybe do they laugh because they're uncomfortable?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. He walks a fine line with it between his funniness and, and complete and utter. Yeah, no, I mean, he genuinely cracks people up, Though so I don't know. Well, I know. I have to remind people, don't laugh. This is not good.
1: But half the time you say don't laugh, you say it with a laugh in your
0: voice. Like, don't laugh at that. Because yeah, I'm laughing that people laugh at him. Like I'm, it's not. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Everyone talking about how funny he is.
1: Mmm, funny. That is funny.
0: Yeah, he's a silly guy. Yeah, he is. Well, I think we were gonna um, on our list of podcast topics. We we're gonna kind of. It wasn't talk, death,
1: that's for sure.
0: I know. Let's get away from that. Oh, my God. I know. So too much loss and um, stuff. That's
1: true, especially after the last
0: episode. Ugh. I know. And speaking of which, I do want to cover this real quick. Um, she texted me, Heather texted me an article that she was reading about um, a woman. It was an NBC article about a woman who did an at-home birth. Um, mm-hmm. She did it with just a doula, no midwife. Mm-hmm. Um and and in the end lost her baby. Bec- um, sh- so she was like, you know how when you go past your due date they want to induce you. Mm-hmm. So she had wanted a home birth, and she was past her due date, and she was like on the internet and in all these uh at home birth groups. And so she would ask them, should I let them induce me? What should I do? Even my, even the midwives that I've talked to have said, you really need to be induced and be, you know, your baby's very large and like, you're running out of amniotic fluid. Like we should get, you know, you should take care of this. But she was in these groups that were just like, no, it's totally unnatural. You just listen to your body. And when your body's ready to deliver the baby, it will. And, and all this stuff. And then, they even kind of talked about how like the Facebook algorithms will just keep you in an echo chamber, wherein yeah, follow sure. one group, it just keeps giving you more information that is similar, and so mm-hmm. she never saw like any information aside from like she talked to the midwife and her doctors, but they, the groups that she was in for the home births were like the medical community is the enemy, basically, mm-hmm. is how she so described similar it. anti vaxxers correct. Um, and, and so she just felt very encouraged and that it was not a good idea to be induced or da, 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 da. And then obviously it was a pretty traumatic, like she, that she, they rushed her to the hospital because they <clears throat> realized she was having complications. And then by the time she got there, the baby had passed. Um. And I, one of the reasons she was sharing it was just. Not Heather, but one of the reasons the lady was anonymously sharing her story because when she didn't want to get trolled if she put her name out there. But she was hoping it would help some other people because she realized that she just kind of had decided she thought she wanted a home birth. And then she fell into this group and she felt like she just sort of brainwashed herself to keep feeding her. It'll, you know, listen to your body, listen to your body when everything was telling her, no, your your body kind of is telling you, right? Like this is what it is, but she didn't want to have to... At the uh-huh. end, was felt uncomfortable about changing to a hospital birth, uh-huh. or an or an induction. Wow, yeah, it's a pretty sad story. And Heather and I. I mean, I'm guessing she's white because
1: otherwise she would have been uh, arrested for the death of her baby. So
0: <laughs> maybe that's why she felt like she had to do it. And honestly, I don't know. You we know, don't <laughs> tell the story. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you
1: know, pretty pretty sure.
0: <laughs> well, and I thought I know so many people that have done home births, and. I have always felt just because one of my sisters had complications, just like lost a lot of blood and needed blood immediately. Um, and Mm -hmm. like passed out during right after the baby was born. Mm -hmm. At least that's the story I was told. Um, and so that's always been in my head. Like, what if something like that, like you, you wouldn't have blood, like if they passed out, you yeah, have to wait for an ambulance to get there. I don't understand
1: the allure of giving birth to someone that's not a hospital. Like so many things could go wrong. Why? The pros do not outweigh the cons in this instance.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand it. Like, ha- especially if you've had really negative uh, medical experiences, I could see why that would seem like a very appealing option, right? Like We've all had, and I say we all, I mean, everyone has had negative experiences with a doctor. Women, I feel like more women than men, but maybe that's just because I'm. there's lots of factors, obviously. But um, uh-huh. it is very understandable how you could start thinking this would be a good idea. But I would say in the bare minimum of circumstances, like... It's great when everything goes well, right? Like when every mm-hmm. when everything goes well, to be at home is fantastic. But if you have to rely on an ambulance or a ride to the hospital in a dire yeah. circumstance, yeah. No, I'll be, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll hang out in the hospital myself. Thanks.
0: And hospitals like, are trying to change. Like before, I, th- I, I think, a, yeah. I mean, I have read stories, like horror stories, where women have a birth plan and it's all talked about and then something happens and the hospital doesn't do what they wanted and ignores their wishes. And that's hugely problematic. For sure. But that's also not a rarity, because. but I just feel like more women are learning how to work with their doctor and their midwife and, and, and even a doula if they want a doula in the hospital. A lot of hospitals are incorporating doulas now, like to have the scenario have a better outcome uh-huh.
1: um,
0: and I don't know the medical uh, as far as I know a lot of hospitals just you see whoever doctor is on duty you don't have your doctor but you can still have a birth plan it doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily uphold it uh-huh. um, but in some ways I don't know I don't want to be like harsh in some ways it's almost like planning Planning a wedding and in, in the fact that it's possible that some things may not go to your liking and and fighting against it might make the situation worse in that instance in order for you to have a positive birth experience. Like you may mm-hmm. you may need to be flexible, like, right. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't know, because I can't imagine like being in that experience and then having them say, no, we're going to give you an epidural and you've made it very clear you don't want one or, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the commun I think the communication breaks down when you're in that much pain too. Like, you know, you think you have it all organized and in writing what you want and then you're in pain and then you have someone else saying, Nope, that's not what we're gonna do this time. Like I can't imagine how I would respond to that because mm-hmm. I don't respond to that very well when I'm not in pain. <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know.
1: It's hard to imagine. Yeah, I, I I've never given birth, so I definitely can't imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, with you, Denise was a little more organized just because I was so young, I think. But with you and Becca, both of them were totally upside down, like stuff just happened and differently than expected. And so the idea of thinking that I could have had it situated a certain way, uh, I realized that 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 couldn't happen, um, and when I at the time when you guys were born in the early 90s, it wasn't really a thing to have like a birth plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know things happen with you, and you could have had some health problems uh, with the way that you're the way that the labor and delivery went. Uh, but that mm-hmm. all worked out. But yeah, it had it, it changed in an instant because of of some health problems that you had, like you know, like things that part happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with Becca, uh, I was going to be induced, and so I thought everything was just going to be chill and take forever because I was going to be induced and then hunky di- dory, right? And then it didn't, and it was kind of a whirlwind as well. Like even my doctor, like the the hospital called her and said because she said she would come. They're like, uh, your person's here. She's going to deliver. And she's like, okay. And she's, she didn't make it in time. Like, cause my de- deliveries are so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my labor. So, well, it's hard though, because it's so intense, but because it's so short, like you're, you know, and at, after the fact, you can be like, Shew. but like with Becca, I was even, okay, I'm ready for some drugs this time. Cause, uh. When you and Danae were born, there was, like, they didn't believe in giving people drugs when they were in labor. Mm. And so because I was there already and I was on the induced cycle, I was like, I I can get drugs this time. I think I want some. And they were like, too bad for you. You're, like, too far along. Like, you're going to deliver in, like, 10 minutes. So, nope. (laughs) Like, oh, darn it. (laughs) Because, yeah, they can only do, like, there's only a certain window. But once you're, like, ready to start pushing, they can't give you drugs. Yeah. So they were just like, nope. So I do kind of see how it things can just totally get out of control and all the planning in the world or all the mental ideas of what it's gonna be like can just totally be thrown out the window. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. I do also remember like when I went in with Becca, like driving to the hospital, it was a planned thing, like being completely stressed out because everything with you and Danae had happened so rapid fire and unexpected. Uh That, like, the idea of, like, driving to the hospital and having it be all mellow and everybody, like, not really on, on, I guess, like, they are talking about, like, on my body's terms, but, like, on a medical terms made me very stressed out. Like, I was, like, Uh this stresses me out. And then once I got there and was, like, chilling out, it was fine because, you know, it's one of those things where they check you on the night before and then they induce you in the morning. Mm -hmm. Once I got there and and talked to the nurses and the doctors, I felt better. But just, like, driving to the hospital, I can remember feeling emotional.
1: Hmm. So interesting. So many things to consider that I never even realized I would have to consider in regards to having a baby.
0: Yeah. Well, if all goes well, your mom will be here to help you, you know, map it out.
1: I swear you better be or I'm going to be
0: pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I will... (laughs) <laughs> it's. I shouldn't say that in the context of after we've talked about death what we're meaning about living in proximity to each other is what we're really talking mm. about but yeah um, either way I mean we'll be by phone and then I would fly out
1: wherever yeah, I, I mean, uh, you're not allowed to live that far away from me I don't know I don't know how else to break this deal <laughs> it, that's, it's not happening yeah we'll I don't care if have... Trump gets reelected you can't move that far away from me um, it has to be a coordinated effort together
0: it's it's gonna happen that we are moving dad and i have had extensive conversations about it it's it's a 90 percent
1: yes with me
0: <laughs> nope you're gonna move to southern california and we're gonna be about a half an hour away or closer than we are now because i'm gonna be in mexico
1: okay but i found a man that wants to live in benicia i didn't find a man that wants to live in southern (laughs) california
0: (laughs) um well there's several factors that are going into this one of them is i'm very concerned about the state of america so there's one and we'll see what happens coming up with that number two is Dad's job is going through a lot of changes and he's thinking, well, if he could retire early and we could afford to live in somewhere less expensive, like Mexico, then he could retire in two years. So Whoa. everything's like up ended right now because we're like, hey, this is actually a possibility. So I'll keep you updated. As we progress, like we've already
1: been looking at houses in Venetia. <laughs>
0: We'll start looking. You can't just do this to me. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you've met your father, but things I often change. With him. in Southern
1: California, except for Brittany, and they're so Republican down there.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I might have to edit that. Hey, out. I could
1: run for office, though.
0: You could. You'd probably want to finish run college first, but yeah, you could definitely run for office. Why? I don't know. I Who feel gives like, a shit anymore? I don't know. I feel like people do,
1: but I don't know. Not for, an, not for, not for a, in a local election. Yeah, true. Um, but
0: I'm my talking guess... about making
1: a difference on like a very small lot scale. I'm not talking about running
0: for state senate. Well, right. You'll you have to work your way up anyways. <laughs> um, Apparently not. Apparently you can just have yeah. money and that means you I can mean, run for mean, you just need to get in with some politics start um, tweeting about how great they are and maybe next thing you know you could be the national intelligence officer that's right I mean there's something to be there's said no for no minimum requirement
1: anymore
0: for anything
1: anyone can do anything
0: yeah I mean dreams come true in America yeah. it's great uh, alright I'm done with this joke I know it's I can't even I've started a rant like three times today and had to calm myself down because every time I'm selling stuff on Facebook marketplace so every time I open up Facebook there's a yet another article about how terrible things are and I start ranting (laughs) and my blood pressure goes up and I'm like oh I've got to stop doing this yeah it's hard though oh it's
1: very hard you said that really sexually and it was really uncomfortable
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) it was that kind of a thing uh yeah Uh, what were you gonna say
1: i don't know moving on
0: we have things we actually were supposed to discuss i know but we're almost 30 minutes into it we could just kill some time talking about some other stuff and then save that topic for next time I mean, shit, we might need to. I mean, we already did have another conversation
1: that was supposed to be about this topic that we're supposed to be discussing. Yeah, we should talk about that because um, uh,
0: we should tell our audience that we sat down to record and ended up having a little bit of a tiff or whatever. Not a tiff. I don't know what you would call it. What would you? We started
1: started to, I mean, we just started to talk. Like we started to talk the way that mothers and daughters talk sometimes. Like (laughs) you thought one thing, I thought another thing and.
0: Yeah, like we weren't mad, we but got it was passionate. just like, yeah, I was just like, I don't understand how you feel this way. And uh, end of story is we never recorded because we were hashing. Oh,
1: no, no, we recorded. Oh, it's true. We recorded <laughs> because it I, I hit the
0: record button early on, but it was not a, a, an It was error not a podcast. Yeah. Well,
1: exactly. I mean, we might salvage some of it. I think we should try and salvage some of it and like piecemeal it together.
0: Yes, I was thinking it might be fun to do an episode of just like uh, clips of random conversations that have never made it fully into uh, an episode so maybe I, mean, I will I, do that yeah, in two weeks
1: I think that would be kind of fun because I mean I'm saying this on the podcast too but like you know I think it would be kind of cool for your listeners to hear like how our real real genuine conversations sort of compare to some of the 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 podcast the, the topic ones. Because obviously yeah like we're still this is still how we really talk to each other but there's a little bit more planning that goes into a podcast episode in regards to topics and stuff, even though it doesn't always seem like that audience. Yeah. Um, it may not come always come across like that, but there is a little, not a lot. It's not a script, but there's like some pretty planning that goes into it. Right. Versus like a conversation where we're totally just on the fly. Like, I think it'd be cool for them to hear that because we really do communicate in such a unique way for mothers and daughters. I feel like,
0: like if you could include the 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 bit about
1: anal sex, that would be great. (laughs) What other mother and daughter
0: talk about that? <laughs> uh, maybe some. I don't it. know. It, I'm sure it, there are some. Yes. And like, just to clarify for our audience members at my Galentine's party, we played Never Have I Ever and the topic of anal sex, <sighs> anal sex came up. And so then we extended that conversation into our not recording recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be we careful though some sure of the
0: some stuff about you know what's private would really make dad uncomfortable if he knew i was sharing it on the podcast so oh
1: yeah no of course
0: so i have when to I like, use
1: names that i wouldn't want in the podcast too i
0: mean <laughs> shit It exactly. got a little real
1: there for a second yeah
0: for sure for sure yeah um
1: no, but I think it'd be cool I think it'd be fun to, to piece some of it together yeah because I do have
0: uh some other recordings that I've tried to piece together uh, that's true I mean it's, that it's, I've saved it would all be for non together sequitur, though yes but well, that might be Not fun a lot of flow
1: yeah I mean I could, could, be, could be good for a between. week that we can't get together to record
0: because well, I do have another just, trip coming up too so we get ahead yeah anyways but yeah Speaking of which, four years ago I was at Disney World, and I would love to be there oh, again.
1: Still jealous that you been to Disney World and I haven't.
0: I know, and I just want to go again. It was fun. Dad's like, I don't know, I didn't really like it. I, you and I were supposed to do a mother daughter trip, and then that got canceled, and then I don't know what happened. What happened? Are we ever going to do finances that?
1: Finances happened. Yeah, no, we're we're just. I still tell everybody I can't go with anybody but you, but um yeah I mean, f- no finances happened because it was danae's wedding and then before that was you know samuel being born it's just like yeah we were supposed to go and then it didn't that trip didn't happen and then every year we've talked about doing it it just it yeah it's not gonna work
0: what we should do is book it and then start paying for it or, like, just i mean okay to i think like, the
1: question of when to book it is the issue though right i mean i would say next year i could do next year yeah
0: i could do next year okay I'll look into it I will definitely okay. check that out um and then I get it's funny how uh you know Facebook pops pops up those memories not pox but pops and mm-hmm. I'll sometimes like within a week I'll have four years ago you were in Disneyland I mean Disney World three years ago you were in Disneyland <laughs> to, like,
1: <laughs> I'm like I must at that happens with me in my Snapchat memories like it's like All the time that it's like four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, last year. And it's like it's totally happened to me that it's every single memory that pops up is a different year. Like I was in Disneyland.
0: Yeah, I've had that happen, too. I mean,
1: I know what I like. I know. I'm not upset about it. And I won't apologize. I'm happy. I'm so happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love it, too. And I want to go. But dad and I also are talking about taking a trip or two to Mexico to kind of scout things out. Are you going to be those white people? What do you
1: mean? Those white people that moved to Mexico. I mean, cultural appropriation is a real thing. (laughs) Do we need to talk about it?
0: We're not going to appropriate. We're going to be like some other uh, Americans that relocate and retire to Mexico because it's a big thing retiring outside the United States because the United States is is an expensive place to retire once you're on a fixed income.
1: It's an expensive place to just fucking live.
0: Exactly. And so there's that's that's uh, and for
1: what why am i paying this much money when billionaire asshole is paying nothing why
0: i know i mean i feel like i shouldn't even file my taxes because i feel so like taxation without representation is happening in my life and it's extremely frustrating to feel like i'm gonna pay or i have paid this much of my income to taxes and i have to kiss it goodbye I mean, yeah. it's already gone, but you it's know
1: what I mean? ridiculous. Corporations <sighs> should be paying way fucking more. Millionaires and billionaires especially should be paying way fucking more. Like the percentage of income oh, yeah. should be the same.
0: Well, I mean, that's what people talk about, how scared they are about what happens, like, say, if a certain Democratic candidate wins and how they're going to pay for their programs. And I'm just like, it shouldn't be this scary. Like, it's spelled out for you, but you're listening to the opposite propaganda. Like, the money is there. We've proven it. There have been times in America when this has happened very well. Our,
1: our, Our most successful times as a country is when we followed those tax rules.
0: Oh, 100% but it's very scary for the 1% and they control everything. So what are you going to do?
1: I mean, and I have also heard that part of the American mentality is like people are so part of like, like the downside of the American dream is people really think like I could become a millionaire tomorrow. And then they think that somehow that leads to them being a billionaire. And then somehow they think that that means that they'll be taxed as much. And that's not fair when it's like, you will literally never be a billionaire. Like a millionaire, that's possible. A billionaire, like I don't I don't even have the time to explain to you the large difference between being a millionaire and being a billionaire.
0: It's huge. I, I saw a response. I don't know. It was something about taxing the rich. I didn't read the article, but I saw just because I don't know if you know how Facebook will show you like one or two comments before in the thing now mm-hmm. um yeah and someone was like well he made all his money why do you feel like you should be able to tax it and i'm just like oh my gosh he made it off of the backs so of it doesn't matter i don't even want to get into it i can't it makes me want to throw up and like i said earlier i it's, yeah it's too much all i'm saying is the money's there we just have to uh live properly and as the middle class diminishes this is what people don't realize is like that it's fine if you say you want to let their them have their money blah 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 but what you don't realize is the way it's happening is and the way they're continuing to stay and maintain their wealth is to get rid of the middle class and ha- make themselves richer and everyone else poor so your your opportunity as it progresses in this state to become a millionaire is less and less. Mm-hmm. And you're the likelihood of you having one catastrophic event that sends you to the poorhouse is more likely. I mean, these are the things mm-hmm. that people don't understand. Nope. And like preach mother preach. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Cause I'm like, especially when you hear, have you heard this? Well, you aren't managing your finances well. Like you should have stuff in the savings and la la blah, 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 And like, granted, I, me personally, as a upper middle class, I have money to have, you know, I have the opportunity to have more money in savings. However, let's also realize that I've only lived in my house for a little over five years. My mortgage payment is $2,500 a month. So while that's less seems like a good amount since you like you live in the city and 2500 is probably pretty close to what you rent for unfortunately the, the fact of the matter is though that's a, a you know that's a big chunk of money like the people that are telling me this are living in homes they bought 20 years ago and they yeah. are paid off or And yeah. yeah i mean those were my decisions to sell a house and like have a house foreclosed because the market was so upside down that I owed $300,000 on a $200,000, you know, $500,000 on a $200,000 house value, whatever. It's just, it just shows the point of like, even if I had, I would have to have so much money in savings in order to like, say, pay my mortgage for six months. Mm Mm-hmm. If there was some, and it would if there be was, a lot. If there was some catastrophic event, right? Like, not just to pay and my like, bills, like, just to pay my mortgage. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, too, like, I should be able to live my life. Like, I I shouldn't have to spend every second of every day working and killing myself to put money in the savings and have no time for enjoyment or other activity. Like, that's... I deserve a higher quality of life and people who would force you into thinking that the solution to your financial troubles is just to eliminate anything that makes life worth living and only work all the time
0: but the, that's the whole but, this is the the crux of it right there is like even what you said it's like just such an American embroiled into our mentality yeah way of thinking because other countries, don't work like that like exhaustion is not a a badge of honor like there is a a work-life balance and there's a a certain you know idea of how it Mm -hmm. is to maintain your lifestyle and how much that should cost like we have just created this whole toxic environment but like it's not, it's not even that you deserve a better quality of life. It's just the fact that mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to put all of your just to be able to pay bills and eat like to have a roof over your head and have food shouldn't cost you more than you can earn where you live in a 40 hour work week. Mm-hmm. And the this is where we're getting into so many big problems. Like the cost of living where people need to work to make enough money to live is so far away. They have to commute. And then you have gas prices, especially in California, that are so yeah. unreliable. As soon as the gas prices go from $3 to $4, some people can't afford basics anymore because they're putting all their money into gas because they have to commute. Like it's, it's, There are so many scenarios that someone some people depending on how their life is, can't even fathom. And then they, it's always just the idea. It's like the whole bootstraps mentality for people of color. It's just like, because things are going well for you under your circumstances, you just make the assumption that this is this idea of pull yourself up by your bootstraps or just have, just save more and spend less like these easy mentalities or how it really is. And that's not really the reality for a big chunk of people. Mm-hmm. It may just because it is for you. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain. And exhausting. But yeah, I mean, if you went to Disneyland less, we all know you'd be living large.
1: Huh.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe you wouldn't be in a, in debt, but not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know your life and I try not to stay in your finances. So I don't know.
1: Damn straight. Get your head
0: out of, my business <laughs> it's true it's true uh, um, well well, I think we have a recording under our belt and um, <laughs> not at all what we had thought we were going to talk about but it works it does and then I will um, save my notes for the next time and I will even try to make an episode out of some scraps where it's going to be amazing so pretty exciting can't wait All right. me either alright bye Bye. Love you. If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can Two, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at DaveDepper.com. I bet you thought there'd be a blooper here, but not this week. Maybe next time.